Hey everybody, welcome back to Feedback Loop. I'm Joey. And I'm Jeremy. And this week we're on episode 7 of season 2 of Feedback Loop. You know, we haven't figured out an intro, we haven't figured <laughs> out a way to way to go into this now that we haven't uh, Do people an album. care about season episodes for podcasts, or is it just overall count? I don't know. See, Alyssa has been watching, or not watching? No, she's been listening watching a podcast, to yeah. watching a podcast uh, called Hello to the Magic. Hello from the Magic Tavern, and they have seasons on there. So right, but do they do they are they counting episodes within the season? Possibly not. Or are they just counting overall? Because this episode one hundred three. Okay, one hundred three in general. Well, hey, well, welcome to episode one hundred three, people. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez, we feel. I feel. I don't want to project on you. I feel like it's been a very long time since we've done this podcast. I agree. Days are getting way longer. Yeah. Especially like just just the past week. Like the past weekend even through today just feels like a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what's going on, man. What what did you listen to in the in the previous fortnight, Joey? So in the past fortnight, I have actually in in a rare form, I had made good on a promise to listen to the new Helms Ali album. I made yeah. good on at least two of my promises, but one of them was Helms Ali album. It's the new uh, "Keep This Be This Be Keep This Be the Way" is the name of it. Just some word salad there mm-hmm. for uh, for an album title out of Helms Ali. Um, and I, we, I also, for the record, promised to listen to that album, and I did not listen to that didn't. album. Well, then I feel a little bad about what I'm about to say. So we we listened to Sleepwalking Sailors. Yeah, as part of I think it was like under episode twenty. It was way early on in the game, and uh, I was underwhelmed by this album. Honestly, interesting. Have like, you have you listened to other Helms Ali albums since I guess Sleepwalking Sailors? I have, and each one has seemed to hold my interest less, like progressively as the like the one from twenty twenty nineteen. I can't remember the name of it. Mm-hmm. right now but um it was i was just like very lukewarm on it and then this one it was pretty much the same um yeah it was it somehow felt softer but also more dissonant like in the the vocals at least the clean vocals because they have the the drummer she does like the clean vocals and then mm-hmm. the guitar player he does like the harsher vocals for it and uh a lot of a lot of the times they were singing, it just kind of fell flat for me, which usually like singing on key isn't something I'm a huge stickler for, but yeah. <laughs> it also like, they just kind of didn't hit. It just didn't hit right for me. There was one song th- right in the middle called uh, do not expose the burning sun. It, it's like a seven minute groove. And, uh, I liked that one, but I think it's because it played more to their harsher sound rather than the softer sound that they kind of kept throughout a lot of the album. That's interesting. I feel like even on Sleepwalking Sailors, I mean, I, I enjoyed listening to that album, but I feel like the, the the criticisms that you have of the new album are potentially criticisms that I had of Sleepwalking Sailors. Really? And um, I, I don't, I, I guess criticisms may be the wrong word. But I think those are kind of when I think of Helms Ali and I think back to that album, that's those are kind of like the staples where it's kind of like chaotic, kind of not super polished. 
and just kind of like a, a Mastodon-esque, like a rougher kind of yeah. Mastodon-esque sound without the polish that Mastodon has. And so I'm kind of wondering, A, if I'll enjoy it when I listen to it, and and B, if your recent experience with Hushed and Grim by Mastodon has maybe softened your your opinion of Helms all or I guess hardened your your opinion of this Helms Holy album because it's not going to live up to Hushed and Grim. Yeah, that that's a possible <laughs> take. That that honestly might be the case because it yeah, it just fell flat for me, honestly. And Hushed and Grim was just such a not to because we did this in the Helms Ali album where we were just like it's <laughs> just like Mastodon. Which yeah. like but it, they are a similar sound and Mastodon's mm-hmm. just like coming off the rails of me having just listened to Hushed and Grimm a bunch because I didn't just listen to it once. I listened to yeah. it a bunch because it was a really good album. And then yeah. I listened to this one and I was like, ah, okay, yeah, it's it's an album. <laughs> yeah, interesting. So I kept up a few other quick promises, uh, one of which Sigrid released her first question mark album called How to Let Go. Uh, I enjoy it. I don't think I enjoy it as much as I enjoyed the singles that I had heard. So as a whole, it maybe doesn't really hold up. It just kind of, it's not bad, but it's pop music and it, it doesn't really stand out too much uh, yeah. overall. And then I listened to an album called Planet Oasis by Just a Gent is the artist's name, um, which has some really cool like future bassy uh, electronic sounds. Uh, that, that was kind of a hidden gem. That I think I really, really enjoyed. Nice. Um, and then there were there were the big albums. That, <laughs> yeah. There, there was one specific big album that I know we both listened to, and there was a tangential one. Tangential. One of those words. I, I feel like I said it wrong the first time, but uh, there was a related thing. So, what other promises did you keep outside of Helms Only? I also kept the listening to the first Black Country New Road album mm. uh, titled "For the First Time," and. Yeah. It was definitely a raw take on their sound, but you were right. Like it, it seems like they very much had the idea of what their band was going to be, and yeah. they just knocked it out of the fucking park. Came out strong. Like it is possibly one of the strongest opening albums I think I've ever heard from a band. Mm-hmm. And while I don't know if I necessarily like it more than Ants from Up There, it is. It's cool to see the progression. Yeah, it's super cool. Between the two cool albums, because yeah. like clearly, I mean, there wasn't a huge turnaround in time between the two albums, but just yeah, like, it was like to, a year. Yeah, so to like go from their first album to their second album, like there's a clear progression there, but the core is still very much intact in the first album. Like they they were like they just purely added polish essentially. Yeah, and like you could tell they had more experience with the whole situation. I guess for uh, ants from up there, which is fantastic. And I think part of the thing that keeps me from liking it more than ants from up there is the polish that they had on the strings and wind instruments specifically on ants from up there, like saxophone. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Like the beginning of Haldern on ants from up there is never not going to give me chills just because it's like, it's so good. That whole album is so good. Really? Yeah. Go listen to that album. If you're listening to this. And go listen to their first album for the first time as well. Like, listen. Yes. Just the, listen to be clear, to... the album is called For the First Time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it'll also be For the First Time for you if you haven't listened to them. Yeah, which maybe that's why they titled it that. Um, another, th- one more thing, I guess, before we get into, like, 
whatever big albums is a uh, horse jumper of love released mm. a new single called the natural part that I listened to along with another of their recent singles called I poured sugar in your shoes, both of which are going to be coming out on a new album uh, that comes out June 17th, I think is what they said. But uh, yeah, I, I liked them a lot, but I will say their music, which horse jumper of love, we covered one of yeah. their albums on, on a previous episode, their music. I don't feel like it really works in a single format. Interesting. I, I do like the songs and like, don't get me wrong. They are good songs. They're good on their own. But I feel like what I like a lot about their, their music is like the greater the, context. Yeah. Like as a whole album experience where it has context for other songs and without that context, it, I feel like it's going to hit way better. The, the songs will once the whole album comes out. Yeah. I, I feel that way about a few bands. One of which is actually, releasing a new album in the upcoming Fortnite. So nice. we'll, we'll get to that when we talk about promises that we will inevitably break uh, <laughs> at the end of uh, at the end of this episode. But I guess we'll move on to the meat. The good the good good. Oh yeah. That that we've listened to uh Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. released a new album, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, allegedly his final album with Top Dog Entertainment. Right? Yeah, so it's, th- this is presumably the end of Kendrick Lamar as we know it. And uh, wh- what are your thoughts? I-, I feel like you you might have a lot to say about this, Joey. I do have a decent amount to say about it. So, okay. So first off, before any of critiques or whatever comes out, I was so glad to get this album, like to get to listen to it. And I'm like excited to keep listening to it mm-hmm. because... Uh, there's a lot to unpack. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to unpack. It's te- it's split into two discs. Um, and I'll say right off the bat, on first impression, I liked it more than I liked Damn on first impression. So he's moving in the right direction with this one. I felt like Damn... We're, I, so Damn coming off the back of To Pimp a Butterfly was just like... It didn't feel <laughs> like it went deep enough because I really yeah. liked To Pimp a Butterfly. And to, it, it was so dense that Damn kind of felt... I don't want to say shallow. It's it's commercial, right? Yeah, it felt more commercial. And this is moving, I feel like, back to what I like about Kendrick Lamar. But um, so it's split into two discs, like I said. I like the second disc more than the first. I've listened to it four times at this point. So where's the split on the disc? Because I've just been listening to it as an album on like YouTube music. Do you know which track split? So the tracks that split uh, Purple Heart, was the last track on the first album. Gotcha. And then, uh, according to Spotify, I guess, and then Count Me Out is the start of the second second disc. Okay. But, uh, so I like the second disc more, but that's not to say the first disc doesn't have good, heavy tracks. Like, I really liked Father Time. That mm-hmm. was a good track about, like, father issues growing up in... Growing up as a son of a dad who is very who who's very concerned with like being manly and not having time to like unpack emotion in life and being really affected by like the kind of stone cold outwardness of yeah. of a of a dad who's just trying to be like a manly man or not not show his inner feelings or whatever um also like in 95 
I won't say it was like super deep or anything, but it was just it was just a banger. Yeah, was, he actually and, released a music video for it as well. I haven't watched the music video yet, and I need to. And then the ending track of the first disc, uh, Purple Hearts with uh, Ghostface, Ghostface Killer. Killer. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. <laughs> uh, but then it also has stuff like We Cry Together, which was the track. Like that one, I get what it's doing. It's talking about like the love hate, like a kind of emotionally toxic, abusive relationship between like a, a guy who's unfaithful and like verbally abusive, and then like a woman coming back at him. And it's just like they're fighting and just like just being toxic to each other. And mm-hmm. I get what I I understand its place in the album, but like the way it was presented just totally took me out of the experience Interesting. For, for that song. And it was like I was very lukewarm about it and it felt just kind of too jarring for me. But then the second disc, like I immediately liked it from start to finish with like, uh, I don't know, my my personal favorite Kendrick Lamar album is section 80 and the song anti-diaries yeah uh it reminded me of Tammy's song at least in the subject matter which Tammy's song was on uh section 80 it was which Tammy's song itself kind of like listening to it now in the current landscape of our like culture and society which Tammy's song was talking about like a girl who was turned to being a lesbian turned to women because mm. of the way that men treated her, which yeah. is like, it's, it's a song about an experience about a person's experience. So I'm not really like, you can't really judge it, but it's like, I feel like that the idea of a woman strictly being turned to women because of what men do is like a weird, I don't, I don't, it, it just leaves a weird, weird taste in my mouth yeah. almost. But uh, I feel like anti song was, it's like a continuation of those themes, but like a more updated version of it. And I like the song more than I like Tammy's song. Um, but then Mother I Sober with uh, Beth Gibbons from Portishead. Dude, yeah. I, I liked that feature. <laughs> it was just a cool feature. I was not expecting it at all. And then it happened. Um, but yeah. And then another highlight was Crown. I really like Crown's the song. Really good. Yeah. I like the song Crown. Uh, but yeah, I, I like the second half more. I look forward to listening to it the whole album more uh i still like section 80 i like good kid mad city i like to pimp a butterfly more than this album of course but mm-hmm. but i'm looking yeah. forward to growing with this album i feel similarly and that like this is clearly more of the to pimp a butterfly lyrically right yeah. where he's being more thoughtful he's being more introspective and and being more like extra extrospective instead of injury <laughs> as far as like talking about societal issues yeah right which i mean he he's always done to some extent but the like good kid mad city wasn't necessarily about that and damn while there were like hints of it throughout i, I feel like this album and to pimp a butterfly are just like directly confronting yeah a lot of a, a lot of that shit so in that regard i i think and I, I definitely need more time with this album, like you said. I feel like this might be his best album. However, it is not my favorite album yeah. by him. I still, I'm still a good Kid Mad City guy, yeah. I think, at the end of the day. Um, I do really like this album. There are a lot of really good tracks on it. But I, I guess in a similar vein of what you were saying, I, I feel like there's some lulls in it where there's some tracks just don't hit right or they feel kind of out of place and, and 
there were some like just it's mostly musically right lyrically kendrick is, is great and yeah. i'm not going to dispute that at all because you can't <laughs> but uh i feel like some of the production on some of the tracks was just kind of a miss for me yeah and, like die hard is one of them in the, the first half that kind of felt a little weird for me and i didn't didn't really vibe with it and then like the later in the album like I, I was starting to notice things that were kind of weird production wise that reminded me of like Kanye West's beats. And yeah. so in that regard, like, yeah, it's cool. But also at the same time, it's like, I feel like I've heard this, like it, it feels kind of generic, I guess at some points because it, it's just like typical hip hop. It, it's, it's the modern hip hop sound, Yeah, I guess, which I, you can't slight Kendrick for that. It, I'm sure he doesn't produce all of his stuff and, and, it's it sounds cool so like it's whatever but I, there were definitely some tracks where it was just like the production missed a bit for me however there is something that is interesting that'll actually tie through another album that i listened to this week and that is uh, at the beginning of one of the tracks i can't recall which uh he samples florence and the machine one of the songs from her previous album called high as hope uh, I think it's the first track on High as Hope that he samples, but I, I called that, the, I pulled that sample out because I listened to, to High as Hope a lot when that album mm-hmm. came out by Florence and the Machine. I really love that album by Florence and the Machine. Florence and the Machine also released an album the same day as this Kendrick Lamar album. So I'm not sure if that was like planned or like intentional or if it just kind yeah. of happened. But uh, the next album on my list is Florence and the Machine's new album called Dance Fever which I listened to a bit over the weekend as well. And it's pretty good. I need more time with it for sure. I don't like to make hasty, I guess, decisions with it, but I really love high as hope and her new album dance fever is strong. It's a strong contender, I think for me, but it also made me realize that there were two, this her third album this year. What? She released two other albums apparently earlier in the year that I had no idea about. So that's on my to-do list for next week. Uh, is to check out those other two albums but yeah dance fever came out it's it's great i don't know how you feel about florence and the machine if you've listened to a lot of her music but uh it's worth checking out um i think i've only heard that dog days song Mm. you should you should listen to high as hope which i think was 2018 uh and it's the album that kendrick actually sampled and uh mr morale and the big steppers at some point so it's a fun sample connection there well, hell yeah. I love samples and I love sample connections. I love finding things through samples. So I'll I'll at least try to keep that in mind to check out because I know, like you said, we make promises and yeah, we break promises. We make a ton of promises and then keep breaking them. It's just, that's just how it is. I mean, there are things that we want to do and then there are things that we actually do and they don't, yeah. they don't always line up. And that's, that's just the nature of the beast. Uh, also, just, just a, a last quick bullet point i'm still listening to the necrogoblicon album i have not stopped <laughs> listening to that album i listen to it three four times a week at least still yeah. it's just so fucking good i just love it so i'm gonna that's probably gonna be album of the year for me honestly oh, just because like it, it just it doesn't stop being good maybe i'll have to listen to that while i'm playing runescape <laughs> do it because that's what weird, i've been it's doing such a weird and interesting album what Man. are you listening? What are you? So I guess if we're done with previous lies and, and promises broken, and what we've actually been listening to, what are we? What are we moving on to? So I've been trying to find some more like electronic music 
And I found a band that I don't actually even... Okay, here it is, Stereolab. I listened to an album by them, Dots and Loops. And while it didn't necessarily hit too much with me, I like... I like the idea of this band, so I want to listen to a lot more by them so I can mm-hmm. see if I really do like them or not. And uh, I also had another band that I was listening to called Sneeze, and I want to give them more shot, more shots. I like. I feel like there's bands that I like the idea of or that I see them and I hear certain things about their sound and I really want to like them, but I, it doesn't click with me immediately. So I, I feel like I have to force myself to like them. Yeah. Or at least try to. And then, yeah. then if it just doesn't work, it doesn't work. But I need to give them a fair shot. Yeah. And a lot of times in those scenarios, at least for me, if I really like try to force something and then I don't end up liking it, then I'll, I'll give it, you know, like a year, two years, yeah. five years, you know, whatever. <laughs> and come back to it. And it usually softens that because you kind of it's it's setting expectations yeah. And you're kind of judging like based on memory and stuff by that point. And you're just like, yeah, like I, I remember like wanting to like this. So let's give it another shot kind of a thing. And it's going in with softer expectations, I suppose. Yeah. Helps a lot. As far as electronic music goes, um, coming up, I don't know if this is necessarily the kind of electronic music that you're l- looking for, but uh, there's a guy that goes by the name of Party Favor who has a new album coming out called Reset. Uh, he's coming out next week, I think. Mm. So I'm planning on checking that album out when that comes also flume has his new album <laughs> coming out next week uh so i'm very excited i think that album was probably gonna be a album of the year contender for me as well just based on the singles so far so i'm very excited about about those two albums well fuck yeah dude i'll have to listen to that flume album too because uh you're gonna go see flume yeah. later this year yeah, after I move across the <laughs> fucking country, I'm going to be seeing Flume, so that'll be cool. Also, uh, Coheed and Cambria, their new album is coming up uh, in two weeks, I think. It's not this Friday, but the Friday after. I think it's next Friday. Uh, that be is before that we... comes out. Yeah, that'll be the Friday before we record yes, next, maybe. Yes, it should yeah. be, I think, unless my dates are off, uh, which it could be. But yeah. So yeah, th- those are the, the big three new ones coming up and then i also i I do want to go back i want to listen to the helms ollie album i want to listen to the band called gnome which i mentioned i i don't actually know if i mentioned last week but i I want to check out their album because it just released um and then i mentioned last week revisiting some christian uh contemporary albums modern christian modern quote-unquote for like 2000s i guess early 2000s cds that i have Uh, i did not i completely forgot about them so that's also still on my to-do list as far as the next fortnight's worth of music. Go listen to Skillet. No, it's there. not Skillet. I don't like Skillet. <laughs> even back then, even back in, in the early 2000s when Skillet was like becoming a thing oh and people God. were like, yeah, like they're cool. Like they're, they're hard rock and it's, it's great. Even then I was like, this is not my thing. Yeah. This is cringy for me. Yeah. And I'm listening to softer Christian music than that. <laughs> right. So, like, granted, I don't want to say that the music I was listening to is necessarily, like, soft rock or anything, but it, it was not in that vein. It was just kind of, like, I don't even know what genre I would classify. I guess it's kind of rock in some aspects, but it's definitely not, like, it's not gospel music. It's not worship music, but it's just kind of, like, contemporary, like, 
kind of like uh radio rock yeah kind of deal like that would play on like some pop stations maybe well you know what if you if you dig those uh cds out of the bin and give them a listen shoot (laughs) me one of the names of those bands and maybe i'll give it a check yeah i will i will for sure i'll uh or at the very least i'll I'll bring them up next fortnight next episode on the podcast and give (laughs) give my review of i'm gonna give some harsh words to these poor innocent christian artists that probably don't even make music anymore but poor guys we'll see anything else on your to-do list shit man no not music wise at least i i wrote a riff that sounds vaguely mastodony <laughs> and maybe i'll go along with that but uh yeah boy I, I don't have any other things that i need to listen to so good the 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 fewer things that you promise you'll listen to the fewer things that you have to apologize for breaking next episode, right? Dude, that's the literal way I live my life. <laughs> yeah. I keep expectations low, so that way if I do literally anything, it uh, it surpasses them. Yeah, yeah. Easy enough. Well, let us know uh, what you guys have been listening to for the past fortnight. Uh, you've heard what we've been listening to. Let us know what you think of Kendrick's new album. Yes. I feel like, I feel like it's critically acclaimed, which is expected. Yeah. But uh, obviously, we both had some kind of lukewarm takes on some of it, which, I mean, we're not professional music critics, nor do I want to be, nor do I really care, I guess, what professional music critics think about things. But yeah. I, it, it makes me curious what people think, right? Not not professionals. So let us know in the comments. Tweet us, whatever. Give us your thoughts on Kendrick Lamar's new album and other albums. You know, just whatever. Just just contact us. We're We're around. We're floating in the ether of the internet. I'm, yeah, I'm literally never not at a computer, so... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's modern society, man. We're, we're always available. Uh, just stay in our feedback, loop. Bye. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs>